favorites. I'm Chad Milman of the Action Network. It's Monday, which means this is the Parlay Show. We're getting you ready for what to bet this weekend. I am joined, as I am every Monday, by Jeff Schwartz, eight years in the NFL as an offensive lineman, Action Network contributor, Paul LaDuca, 10 years in the major leagues, four-time All-Star. Some of those years, the beginning of those years, with the Los Angeles Dodgers, who lost the World Series last night. Yeah. What do you the think Red of that, Sox, Paul who played New York, New York when they won. Seems like that's fitting. Tell me everything you're thinking about the Dodgers right now. Uh, there's a lot of things I'm thinking um, that Dave Roberts got completely overmatched by by Alex Cora. And listen, I was critical of him on Twitter, uh, and he's one of my good friends. <laughs> he just was awful. Um, you know, and you're in one of those situations where every single trigger you pull is just the wrong trigger. So um, Alex is just, his baseball mind is beyond his. And in in the product that Boston threw out there, it was just better. They're relentless. So um, a lot of Boston fans at that game last night. And, you know, Dodger baseball, for the longest time I used to tell people, um, how come the fans don't show up? How come they're fake fans? And and you get that a lot from outside people. And you used to upset me. Um, and the reason, half the reason why, and let's be honest, is because of the traffic. Nobody can really get to anywhere near Dodger Stadium at like 6 o'clock because it's just impossible. Um, and they don't have, you know, the kind of transportation to get you there. They're trying to get the light rail and a lot of other things. But, um it was it was weird to see at the end of the thing just like twenty thousand Boston fans there and all the LA fans just went home like like nothing. So they deserved it. Listen, they went through everybody like they were standing still. The Dodgers some questionable calls with Rich Hill, some questionable calls in game one. Um a lot of questionable calls in that series. But the Dodgers in the long run just don't play good enough defense and just didn't play enough. Uh I was at the World Series on uh, Wednesday night of this past week. I bet first five under four and a half. It was 3-1, two outs, bottom of the fourth, two strikes on the number nine hitter for the Red Sox. (laughs) He slaps a single to right. Next batter up, leadoff hitter for the Red Sox. Two outs, bottom of the fourth, Two strikes. I think he slapped a single to center. The Red Sox scored three runs that inning. Not a single run was scored the rest of the game. Chad, welcome to betting baseball. baseball. <laughs> it is. It's brutal, man. It's so bad. It's, it's like all. It's all like I bet all season in baseball. It's it's maddening. You got it. Is, it is, it is maddening. It's maddening. Hey, mm-hmm. so the Dodgers and the Astros opened up the 2019 World Series as six to one favorites to win it all. Yeah, if you're I, looking, I, I saw that, and I don't get the the whole the, the, the Dodger thing. I I didn't really get, and then I sort of backed up a little bit. They get Seager back. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Machado. Whether they're going to not gonna be back next year. Or I, I, yeah, I mean. 
It depends where they go. It depends if they even bring their manager back. It's amazing that the manager could be in trouble after going to the back-to-back World Series just because in two World Series. Let's not forget you, Darvish. He rolled you, Darvish, back out there last year. So he's made multiple mistakes in World Series. So I don't know who the GM is there because they fired Ned Coletti, but then he was there with his rug. Uh, they don't even know what's going on in the front office. That's it's half Friedman, the problem right? with the Dodgers. Here's 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 my question, Paul. This is and this is why I I don't want to. I, I think it's it's odd to give all the blame to to Roberts. You have Roberts making like a million dollars, and the GM's making like seven, eight million dollars. Yeah, sure. So the GM feels in charge of what's happening. They have an analytics guy in the dugout, and you see Roberts all the time just looking down at a card. He's mm-hmm. never, you know, I don't see Cora all the time, and I'm sure he has. Uh, and he uses analytics, which I know he does. He was on, you know, he was coached in Houston. That was a big part of that. But, you know, Roberts is always looking at, at the analytics. I don't think he makes these decisions. I think these decisions are done by the front office. Like in games one and two to not play all your lefties. I get you did that for the last month of the season. You had the best offense in baseball. It worked. But how can you not play Bellinger in game one after he just won the NLCS MVP? Um, I know it isn't, but just like what sign does that show your team that you're just going to stick to the book at all times? And so I, I don't, I don't think he's making these a lot of these decisions. I, I think these are on on upper management to to make. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. The, there's a book, there's a book that they go by, but when it comes to the playoffs, you got to throw it out. I, I agree I, with I said that. It. You have to throw it out the window. You have to manage on feel. This is a guy that won a World Series by stealing a base. I agree. Yeah, and then it's Alex field, Cora right? goes out there and steals every base on him, every base. And like you know, I'm sitting there at home going, "Hey, Dave, how about throwing one pitch out just to remind him that you have that in your back pocket and that you might call it?" He didn't call one pitch out. Like he did nothing to stop the running game. They just it was. I sat here and watched this whole thing go down, and like when you go by the book and you read by, it's the safest play. I've said this for years. He is now, is he going to get ripped? Yeah, he got ripped for taking out and not bringing in Baez um, in in game one, and that ended that. But then after that, every one is justified. Let me tell you something. If Rich Hill's last name was Clayton Kershaw in game um, four, and he had seven in the third innings, he doesn't get taken out of that game. Because you know why? You're leaving Clayton Kershaw in like you did last night, and you got lucky because he had David Price up. But because his name is Rich Hill, it's okay to take Rich Hill out because you know what? The next day, his name is Rich Hill. He's not a Hall of Famer named Clayton Kershaw. So here's what's interesting. This is where it gets interesting. It's a safe play. Next year, you got the Astros and the Red Sox at 6-1. to one. Dodgers and Yankees at 7-1. to one. Cubs at 10-1. to one. Indians 10-1. to one. Braves, Brewers 12-1. 12, 12 to one. Out there in the universe, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. It's like you need to find a way to calculate what are the odds for where Bryce Harper is going to go, what are the odds for where Manny Machado is going to go, and then it's not going to be the Red Sox, it's not going to be the Astros, it could be the Dodgers, it could be the Yankees, it could be the Cubs. So is the value right now in trying to figure out where does Bryce Harper or Manny Machado go and getting one of the teams that are at the lower numbers or higher numbers, but, whichever the case may be, and then trying to sort of trying to do the math on that. But does it matter? Because we see we saw in this World Series that having Machado didn't help the Dodgers, and Steve Pierce was the MVP who they traded for in like in like July to just kind of be a rotational 
guy on their team, and he won the MVP. Like, I don't know. Does that matter? If, I thought Harper and What and does Machado, any of it matter, Jeff? We're just trying to figure out how to have a little bit of fun. No, how I'm to just, get a little I'm, money down on a, the Cubs. A, you, so the you want to bet the Cubs. That's why. That's what it comes down Cubbies. to. See, I knew there was, a, there was a motive here. You want, you want Harper on the Cubs. You, got a, you think you got a shot, Chad? How are you going to pay for him? I don't think we have a shot. I think he's going to go to the Yankees. Yeah, you know what? That just... The Giants weirdly have supposedly are in this, which I don't understand. I don't know why they have a ton of cap space. They they can make some moves. I mean, but what, they're not. But I'm a Giants fan. They're not any good. Giants are a uh, hundred to one. Yeah, we're where are the Red good. Sox? Why to repeat? Red Sox are at six to one. Yeah. It'd be interesting what happens if David Price and Chris Sale can pitch the way they pitched. I, I give him a tip my hat to hit. I'm happy a little bit for David Price, a great pitcher that that pitched well um, for the first time it. in the postseason. And again, I feel sorry for Clayton. I know Clayton personally, and like probably the most dominant pitcher maybe of our generation in the non postseason. And when he just gets in the postseason, it just it just doesn't work. It falls off a cliff, except yeah. for his curveball. True. But boom, boom. Hey, guys, guess what? We, <laughs> we get to do, do a nine-team parlay this week, which <laughs> yes. I consider to be a privilege. Um, last week, we went three and six, which I also consider to be a market improvement over the week before because we went one and eight. Um, last week... Uh, let's see. I went one and two because I picked the Rams. Unfortunately, I also picked the Giants, and then I uh, had Minnesota. Boy, that Adam Thielen fumble. Really, they never recovered from that. No. Pauly, you had the Broncos plus 10. Nice job. You had Minnesota, uh, New Orleans under 52. Well done. And Stanford minus three and a half. You lost that one. Jeff, yeah. when your parents were disappointed in you, would they call you Jeffrey? Yeah, Jeffrey Isaiah. Jeffrey. You had UCLA plus 10. Yeah, that didn't go very well. Yeah, Detroit minus two and a half. Didn't, also didn't go very well. Didn't go very well. Who was your third pick? I don't even know. I'm glad I'm Cleveland. glad. You had Cleveland plus eight and a half. I'm glad for whatever reason I don't actually bet these, most of these, <laughs> like when it comes down to Sunday, because we have time all week to look at these stuff. Uh, but yeah, I need, to do, I need to do better. I need to help us out. We need to win one of these. Well, listen, it's not all on you. You're a big man, but you don't have to shoulder the burden. You know what I'm also, saying? Also, I, I shoulder it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me one bit. Let's make some. Let's move, we got to make it happen at some point. Let's rock and roll. Let's make a parlay. <laughs> oh boy! If we if we win the parlay this week, do we never have to hear you sing again? Did you finish your diaries yet? Yeah, put it up. Put it up late, last night at eleven fifty. What? And I didn't retweet it before eleven forty-five. I mean, I don't, I don't understand this because I had it done last night. It was pretty easy because, like, by the second half, it was clear the Saints were going to win that game. I slacked Scott Miller at like ten thirty and said, "I'm pretty much sure I can. I'm pretty sure I can just write the ending on this right now because I know how this is going." Because um, we had the Vikings, I had the Vikings. So the di- diaries are up. Go read them. Okay. What's interesting about the diaries, if I do say so myself, 
the reason why the Giants lull you into betting them is because you look at Eli's stats and they're the best stats he's ever had in Correct. his career. It's the unreal. best yeah. he's ever had in his career. And you think, how could they lose these games? And then you watch the games. And like you only see him making bad plays. And it is so frustrating. I watched that game. Obviously, I was on, um, I was on uh, the red zone. Red zone, which was craptastic, by the way. They, sh- they, they showed me like the entire Bengals-Bucks game and did not show me any highlights from any of their games. Like It was five minutes behind everything yesterday. It was an embarrassment. The red zone yesterday. And red zone channel wasn't. Bar- it's my favorite thing of all time. It is mine too, and yet it was just, just yeah, awful. Fits magic, and I had, and I had, and I had, wow. I had the the Bucks yesterday. It was fantastic. Bully for you. I missed a live Cardinals like a twenty yard pass during their final game winning drive because Red Zone was showing me a replay of Adrian Peterson clinching the Redskins win. And my Giants loss. I'm like, what the fuck, dudes? <laughs> Why are you putting a shiv directly through my belly button? There were times yesterday, I will say this, I was watching the Red Zone channel, and there was like the end, I think it was the end of, of one game was happening, and they refused to get off double screens, even though the other game was like in the first quarter. I'm like, God, give me the full screen. I want the full screen of the end of this game. So I do agree that it wasn't, it didn't feel quite the same yesterday. You, you know, they're not going to be in there on their game every single week. It's okay. I, you know what? I still love That's, it. I disagree with you. There is a formula for this. It's, it's that simple. Like if the Cardinals are on the other side of midfield and the Rams are on their own 30, show me the fucking Cardinals. Don't talk, show me the Rams. Yeah, I'm with you. He's in full control. Listen, but if you're, but if you are, if you hey, guys, are let's go here, not let's betting go on that game, then you're not going to have as much vested in that. More people want to watch the Rams and the Packers than want to watch the Cardinals. Well, everybody should have been betting on the Cardinals because that line didn't make any sense. I had the Cardinals too. I bet well, on the Cardinals. So did I. So how'd you guys feel? How'd you guys feel? Okay, so Todd Gurley. Is about to Loved run the it. ball into the Loved So I had him in, I had the Packers, by the way, early in the week at nine and a half, so it wouldn't have mattered to me. But what's interesting about uh, about the narrative about that on social media was that like the Rams backers got screwed. But really, that the if he would have scored the Packers, the people that backed the Packers would be screwed because the, the Rams the entire game had barely over a fifty percent chance of winning that bet. I mean, it was even at some points Packers 85, 88%. So it would it would have been a worse loss for the Packers backers had the Rams scored there, had Gurley scored than it was than, you know, than it was for the Rams backers. And, and Twitter lost their minds like the Rams got screwed. The people that bet on the Rams got screwed. You didn't get screwed. The Packers would have been screwed. Yes, 100%. No, I, I had the I had the Rams at eight and a half. I had the over in the second half, it impacted every single thing. And it would have impacted Vegas big time because it would have landed right on the middle of the number. Because um, uh, uh, a lot of people had eight and a half to nine and a half. So it would have landed on nine, saying he would have made the the extra point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it would have went over. And then the Rams would have covered the second half on the over, which I played. It cost me three different plays. But a lot of people are saying, oh... You know, extra point is successful. Uh, it isn't have the same success rate. That's he why that he went down. There was eleven seconds, twelve seconds left. Like, just go in the end zone, bro. Like, I I get it. I get why he sat down and he wants to be a smart player. But 
I mean, you just walk well, in the, the end zone. There's like, no button. You're going there up nine points. You just, there's no nine-point play. No, no. Polly. There's no nine-point play. It was the 100% right play. And to me, Todd Gurley is the right play because you had the because you had. He's the MVP of the NFL right now. There's no more important player. Exactly. Just whatever side you're on is the right side. There's no winner or loser in this. If I were if I were voting on MVP right now, Josh Rosen won. Todd Gurley (laughs) two. And then Byron Leftwich, new offensive coordinator for the Cardinals, three. Kyle Rosen's going to be so good when he gets adequate help on the offensive line and, and, and offensive coordinator. It's going to be fantastic. He was wait. amazing. He's really good. Yeah. He's very, he's he, very it, accurate. He looks also, tiny, though, on the field. Also, fearless. He, yeah. You know what? He just looks like a dick. Who cares? That's what yeah, I mean. I'm with Aaron Rodgers is like a dick in real life. Who cares? Yeah. I know. It's he great. Cares. I love guys like that. Look, I never, I never bought this this thing about Josh Rosen to where like he's arrogant. Yeah, he's a quarterback. I hope he's arrogant. He's the best. He's he's supposed to be the best player on your team. Like I, I hope that the quarterback is arrogant. I hope he wants to know why things are done. Like all this criticism about Josh Rosen was so stupid. If, if he didn't have any of those, he would have been the first pick overall in the draft. So I, I think he's. I said it from the start. He's gonna be the best quarterback in this draft. I still think that. Um, just give him some time with a competent offense. Let's pick some games, boys. Let's do it. Let's build a parlay. That's what it would sound like if we were doing a musical about this. If it was like the favorites, the musical, the opening act would be, you know, we're making a parlay. Hey, 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 they're making a parlay. Hey, hey, oh my God, they're doing a parlay. You think this could be a musical? Did you try to just do some sort of Hamilton musical there? No, it was like, it was like they're, it's like in the opening act. Like there's a group of people and they are like whispering in the background, like it builds to a crescendo and they do some jazz hands. And at the end, it's like, you know, a whole line kick and they're screaming like something about making a parlay on a Monday morning. (laughs) That's how I see it. Uh, Am I up? Are we starting with me? Should we? I'm a visionary. I'm a little... Throw them bones, brother. All right, I'm up. All right, how about this? It's a weird board, by the way, on a Monday morning. Let's look at this thing. Um, let's go with New Orleans plus one home against the Rams. The Rams have to lose at some point. Uh, they're not going to be undefeated. We've seen them so far this year. You know, have have road games um, in Denver that weren't weren't as pretty. Seattle weren't as pretty. They almost lost yesterday. And look, who knows if Ty Montgomery holds on to that football or just fair catches or takes a knee in the end zone. Um, you have Rodgers, two minutes left um, to drive down the field against that Rams defense that really has struggled at times, especially in the back end. Marcus Peters a lot has struggled. Um, their pass rush is Aaron Donald and Sue. There's no edge rush at all. So um, I think I think the Packers have a good chance of going down and, and scoring and winning that game. I think New Orleans right now, you know, we talked last week about that the the value on them will never be higher. Well, they went into Minnesota and, and stomped on the Vikings. Um, the Saints are a really good football team. They go home now where we know they, they play even better. I just don't see how the Rams end up being able to guard all these weapons that they have. I think the Saints win in a shootout here. What do you think of their defense right now? Like, Saints? is their defense getting better? Yes. Well, this is this has been a theme of theirs the last couple of years where they're, they start really slow. Remember, 
the previous four years, Chad, they started 0-2. And then this year, they almost went 0-2. The Browns missed four field goals in Week 2 in, in New Orleans. And so, you have Marcus Davenport. They drafted in the first round, who had two sacks yesterday. He's playing a lot better. Now, the Vikings offensive line, not very good. Uh, and just in general, they're starting to play, just continuing to, to improve each week. They had they had Eli Apple in there, a corner from, from New York who they traded for. Um, they keep getting better. That That's what they do. It's a sign of a good team, in my opinion. Not the slow start part, but just the, the, the part of getting better throughout the season i think they can really feel it this year like they you have that sense that they they're feeling themselves um winning the nfc because if they win this game it, it might put them on track too to host the nfc championship game inside in new orleans that place gets loud like it gets you can't hear anything loud it's loud it's a loud place it's fun to play is this a good time to subtly yet humble braggy remind people that I bet the New Orleans Saints to win the Super Bowl at eighteen to one. It's a good bet. It's a good bet, it is. Yeah, I, I also the bet Falcons. the Texans. I also bet the Texans at twenty to one. Yeah, they're, they're not winning at all. Out. But nice try. You mock what you don't understand, Jeffrey. Who? All right, if they, I. <laughs> I'll think of a bet. If the Texans win the Super Bowl, I got to do something. But there's no, there's not a chance the Texans even make a Super Bowl. But sure, you can have a dream. That can be like the second song in the musical, because <laughs> every every musical has to have like a song where it includes the phrase "dream." So like, I can be, you can be standing on one side of the stage, like. <sighs> towards the front and I can be standing on the other side of the stage and there'll be a spotlight on you and a spotlight on me and you can start singing about like how I'm dreaming of the Texans winning the Super Bowl and then like almost like I don't know what they call that in the music business but while you're singing one one song I'm singing another song about dreaming of the Texans winning the Super Bowl and you're telling me I'm wrong and I'm saying I can believe you 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 do seem like the musical type so it makes sense that you seem very in tune I just saw Hamilton this week too so I, I listen I, I actually can't st- I actually hate musicals um yeah, doesn't sound like it no no but I'm just I'm I'm seeing it right now I just feel it like sometimes you feel it you got to get these things out after this is over I'm going to replay the podcast just so I can make some notes and I'm going to send this off to Lin-Manuel I think this is what he's going to want to do Listen, betting like betting is up. big business right now. People want to be in the betting business. We get calls every day. We want to partner about this. We want to partner about that. We want to do this. We want to do that. I think I can get this. I can get this like on the Nederlander stage. <laughs> All right. You? Uh, you you took your coffee this morning, Chad. I appreciate that. I'm half a green tea in. I'm a little nauseous. I think I probably have to eat something because I'm in that weird phase with my my younger son's 12th birthday yesterday and he wanted an ice cream cake and I think I ate half that fucker like by myself watching the Saints-Vikings game last night. So I'm feeling a little sick this morning. I'm going to have to get on the bike soon. Sweating right. out. I, Paulie, I think you're up, buddy. Okay. <laughs> What's the third song in our musical, LaDuca? <laughs> it's called The Mike Rables Go For Two we're gonna call it. We're going to call it Tilt. And it's just going to be you tap dancing. I know, right? Oh, God. Uh, Tennessee Titans plus six against the Dallas Cowboys. Already like uh, an overreaction to Amari Cooper. I, 
I actually was one of the few that stayed up, or actually stayed up, got up, because I actually needed the Tennessee game over when they played Jack. Uh, excuse me, when they played um, uh, uh, what you call the the uh, Chargers in London, and you know the Chargers dominated some of that game. But if you looked, the Tennessee dominated the uh, time of possession. Really should have won the game, and then they scored. And then Vrabel for some reason went for two. We went for the jugular. Went for the aggressive play. I told you guys before, he's on my pick list with the horses. He's a gambler. Um, I just don't see a six-point difference between these two teams. Amari Cooper needs to get to the the playbook. Does he make them better? Yeah, he probably will make them a little bit better, but I don't know if they're six points better than the Tennessee Titans. The Titans, you know, three and four. And if you look, that division is still a division that can be up for grabs. So... Um, I just think this is a solid play. Well, there's a couple things you said in there that I'm, I agree with and a couple things you dis- I disagree with. One, broadly, I love the new gunslinging NFL. Sure. I love that people are going for it on fourth down. I love that people are fake punting from their own 15. I love that Vrabel is going for two and going for the win and not playing for overtimes and ties. Um, I think and Vrabel's done that a few times this year. I think it's amazing. It makes it so much more interesting. And it's also just smarter football, like from a, from a math perspective, like it's just much better. Um, I think I, I think you said something else that I disagree with and I can't remember now. It's too bad. Coffee must have not been that good. The Cowboys aren't six points better than six points better than. No, I think they are. I don't think they are either. I think right. uh, I think it's completely the right side. I, agree. Um, I don't know what it is. Lost my train of thought. Started thinking about the fourth song in the musical. What about the London Hangover? Anything to that? Have you 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 played over there, Schwartzy? Uh, no, but they, they had a buy. So they when you come back from London, okay, you, yeah, you so always have that's a buy. my thought process. Is I wonder if there's always a hangover from going. And so over far, there. we've seen teams. I, I don't know. I probably should look this up or have one of our our bet labs people look it up. Like uh, teams this year seem to be playing really well off a of buy. I know not all of them do, but we've seen like we I bet against I've bet against a lot of teams coming off a of buy and that they've all like won the game. I know there's certain teams like New Orleans who who I think Sean Payne's thirteen and two after a buy. Andy Reid is something like fourteen and two, fifteen and two after a buy. I mean, some coaches are really good after a buy, but it seems like you know the Seahawks yesterday played really well after a buy. Might be the best offensive performance they, they had all year. Like they just teams just have been playing well off a of buy. You have Tennessee off of, six points. Dallas not six points better than than anyone in the NFL right now. I remembered what I was going to say. Pauly, this division in the AFC South is not wide open because the Texans are running away with this thing. Oh, running no, no away. You, you watch sure. one with, game. With, with a terrible watch offensive one line game. and no run game. Sure. Yeah, and, and listen, the the Dolphins are in disarray. Dolphins running, are East, but yeah. sure. The Dolphins I mean, are in disarray. Play. The Titans are good but not great. But I mean, that's who they beat. I mean, I'm talking the about Jaguars, the Jaguars. The Jaguars are in a free fall. Exactly. Houston Texans are winning this division. I but I think so. we're in agreement I so far. I have a ticket look, on them too. Look, but it's just look, like one of those tickets where you're like the horse is in front, but you know he's going to fade. Washington Redskins minus one and a half oh point favorites at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Do you send Alex Smith a holiday card every year? Do I what? Do you send Alex Smith a holiday card every year? I'm going to. (laughs) 
how do you not bet the Redskins? Like, their defense is pretty good, and, like, they just keep winning. Like, why wouldn't I bet them as a short home favorite against a team that I don't like at all? All Alex Smith does is win football games in the regular season. All Alex Smith does is win football games in the regular season. Atlanta's off the bye week. Yeah, great. Atlanta, Atlanta's now outside, I'm, though, in in Washington. Um, their defense, the, the bye week doesn't help. Their, they have still no, missing three defensive starters. Give me, give me an underachieving team going on the road playing outside when they're built for a fast track against a team with a good defense, a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes, and a team that consistently wins. Yeah, I'll take that as a short home favorite. It's supposed to be 57 degrees to kick off. Yeah. Come I look on. I this game, too. I, I feel like you, sometimes you have to stick with what you do, right, which is a short home favorite. Yeah. No reason not to. Yeah, I kind of like this. Atlanta is playing outside. It's, it's just a different team, especially with all those injuries. Ooh, that, that's a good good point. Weather's going to be starting to factor in here pretty soon, or it did a little bit, but that's a good point there, Schwartzy. Tampa Bay plus seven against Carolina on the road. Here's the deal. They, these games are close when Tampa plays Carolina. Fitzmagic's going to probably start this game. Right now, if you look at last year, three-point game early in the season, very early in the season, the game was um, – was uh, 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 14 points, but even last year. One-point game, three-point game, seven points for Tampa Bay, especially if Fitzmagic plays, is too many points. They can score a lot on offense um, with Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard. We saw yesterday what that offense can do coming from behind. The Panthers are playing really well right now. I get that. Uh, but we're overinflating their defense a little bit after the Ravens' performance. Their their defense, at least statistically, the efficiency is not as high as it have been in the past. Um, I think that Tampa Bay keeps this game close. Seven points is a lot, especially in division. For kind of Tampa Bay, just kind of has their number the 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 Panthers' number at times. Um, so I think that this game is really close. Panthers probably still win, but seven points I like. The bigger question is what what are the what do the Buccaneers do about Jameis Winston right now? They they don't they ha- they just get another quarterback in the draft and they let him go. Wow, really? They're in a weird they're in a weird spot right now, where they're kind of a no man's land because Jameis Winston is clearly not the future. Now you can think maybe we will we'll give him his one we'll give him his one year option um, next year and we'll bring in a new coach because I don't think like Cutter makes it and we'll see how he does under that new coach. But he's he in I, I, the stat I pull up in forty nine games. I think he's he's turned here it is right here. In in forty nine games, uh Jameis has thrown fifty four interceptions and fumbled thirty six times. And I think that's even before he threw like his last two interceptions yesterday. So that's not good to lose the ball ninety times. Now not all his fumbles were recovered, but nonetheless, you can't do that if you're Jameis. So the players, you could tell there's a difference in the players' attitudes on the field when, when Fitz comes in, but Fitz is also not the future of the franchise either. So mm. you kind of have no future at quarterback, which is a terrible place to be in the NFL. And they're not bad enough to have the number one pick. And so they're going to have to find some quarterback, maybe Teddy Bridgewater this offseason. Like someone's going to have to come in and play quarterback for them. Yeah. Winston's got a little bit of Eli Manning in him. Where he just throws that pick where there's just like nobody within ten. Feet yeah, the one he threw to the linebacker yards. yesterday, like just literally, yeah, like, there were seven Bengals and zero Buccaneers. He threw the ball right in the, in the linebacker's chest. Yeah, it's like those it's are bad. the two quarterbacks in the league. Eli does it too. It's like what? yes, and then he like looks around like the guy should be there. All right, Polly, you're up. 
Okay, uh, Steelers, Ravens. I love the Ravens here, minus three, and, and a couple reasons why. Um, they already beat the Steelers uh, in this year. They're four and four now. And, and listen, they were on the rise till what? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I think the the loss to New Orleans was crushing. Justin Tucker misses the extra point. They have a little bit of a hangover against Carolina. They're never in that game after shutting out Tennessee. Um, and you know, Pittsburgh, I get it. They they did they blew out Cleveland yesterday, and they're starting a little little bit better um, on the offense. But on the defensive side, I still think they're vulnerable. And I do think that Baltimore always matches up well against Pittsburgh. And three points at home, they'll be able to put pressure on on Big Ben. Um, and I just like this play. Divisional play, I think it'll be a knock-it-out game. I can't believe the under-over is that high, 47 degrees. It's supposed to be really low temperatures in Baltimore. But um, this is the kind of thing where the overreaction, I'm getting decent value on the Ravens at minus three, sometimes minus two and a half in some other books. I agree with you. Yeah, so do I. I think this whole thing is out of whack. I think the Ravens are in its, have been playing sort of, they haven't been playing great the last couple of weeks. Pittsburgh had a big win against against Cleveland, a team that I think a lot of people were thinking could keep these games close. Um, these games are always tight. It's always like in that three or five point range. I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent The only challenge here, by the way, the only challenge here is that like I worry this number is going to come down. You think so? Will they take it off the key number? Hmm. I don't know. All right, I'm going to go. You guys ready? Okay. Are you ready? Uh, this sounds like it's going to be a pick that we're not going to like, but go ahead. Don't play the Giants, please. Are they off this week? You ready? Yes. This is a game I'm really struggling with. Really, really struggling with. L.A. Chargers plus one at Seattle. If someone were to throw a challenge flag on this and say, nope, we got to take the Seahawks, I could do that too. But you, this is the same thing. I know. I know. When they went to I know. Cleveland. I know. Yeah. Seattle's finally healthy. It scares me. They, I they do run see the, the Chargers really are well good recently. coming off the bye week. Same thing. Chargers coming off the bye. They're, they're a really good team. They've only lost to the Rams and the Chiefs at this point. Philip Rivers is having an MVP type year very quietly. Like, I don't know. I, maybe it should be the Seahawks. Like, I I don't know. I I am torn. Should we Here's flip the, thing. the Seahawks? You this is the same play you made when you took the Chargers over the Browns. The Chargers were in Cleveland. Like you went yeah. against your gut of or your, your normal play, which is the short home favorite. So if you feel this way, I feel like there's a reason why. You feel so good about this pick. I just think the Chargers are like, I think they're really good. I think they're good and they're being ignored. I could see that. They're very good on offense. They're way better offensive team than people think. So I like this play. By the way, I can't believe you gave Blackjack 13 and a half for the Patriots tonight on Monday Night Football on your favorites. Like that is so not your deal. I just gave up. 
I'm just so sick of listening to that fucker talk about the Patriots that like By I way, could are you, not. Are you gonna go see your doctor for secondhand jewel smoke pretty soon I mean, or no? It's like I just I could not listen to him talk about having to bet the Patriots anymore and like this will give me if they win I win and if they lose I win because I get everything I need to sort of say to him we're done my way is the right way your way has been fluky so that's it you're in rare form today Chad I love it Jeff you're you are, fi- you are fired up today all right I gotta get to my I, I gotta go film a, an episode of, of I'll take that bet so let, let's uh, let's do it man we gotta get, get, get to done in like 10 minutes you got you're a multimedia superstar right, let's I, get I let's get lock. let's, let's get my third pick how about this okay. college football last two weeks has been rough for me but we're gonna make a comeback this week oh, God Friday oh, night Friday night Pac-12 after dark Arizona's four-point favorites over Colorado at home give me the Wildcats the- Colorado this week, by the way, like this is a they had a loss on Saturday that you just don't come back from. Like you, you don't. Up thirty-one to three on Oregon State. Oregon State might be one of the worst teams in the country. They had they had won one game this season against Southern Utah. Up thirty-one to three in the third quarter. They had seventy-five yard touchdown round. First play of the of of the second half. Up thirty-one three at home. They lose in overtime, forty-one to thirty-four. You don't recover from that game. You you don't. Arizona beat a ranked Oregon team. They didn't beat them. They demolished a ranked Oregon team 44-15 to at home this weekend. Now they get a Friday night game. Tucson's a tough place to play. It's loud there. It gets a little rowdy. Uh, they like to drink a lot in that, in that, in that college campus. Um, and Khalil Tate's playing better. They're starting to get the offense down. I feel like Colorado, just their season's over. They're not coming back from that loss. You, there's, there's, there's no way you can. You Listen, I'm just excited that our parlay will be dead on Friday night, so I don't have to think about it for the rest of the weekend. It actually will be dead Sunday morning, Saturday morning when you wake up because you're not watching this game. No, no, I'll be asleep. Yeah, you'll be asleep. I'll be. Uh, throw, uh, if you don't like it, throw a challenge flag. Then I'll be in a there's theater one. space uh, rehearsing our musical. Chad, you should go to Tucson. There's one place to go. You know what the name of it is? What? Dirtbags. Great really? place. Yeah, oh, it's solid. That's where the baseball players are at, a bunch of dirtbags. Our own Lauren Joffe, Wildcat, she's been in dirtbags many times. So you throw a challenge flag if you don't like this then? I actually love this pick. What do I, listen, go ahead. what do I know about the Pac-12? I've already stated, I've already made the case, like, well, I'm the should, last guy You should be world. staying up till late at night to watch Oregon lose 44 to 15. You should I think finally last week, the Rich Rod, like, smell went, finally went away. Yeah, the stench is gone. I think Sumlin, the stench is gone. Like Sumlin finally, the last couple weeks, he was a backup quarterback and almost beat UCLA. Tate comes back, has his best game of the season. He looked completely healthy. And he's right. They they boat raced Oregon last week. I have a bone to pick, by the way, with your Sun Devils. They screwed me royally oh, this weekend. I know. Uh, the same thing happened, Chad, the same thing happened with Todd Gurley. Um, happened in Arizona State game, but the opposite. I needed I needed the second half under to cover the under that I lost for the game because they scored two 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 times off a turnover and ninety five yard punt return where the where the, the runner started on one side of the field, ran across the field, then down the sideline. So I just needed them. Arizona State had a fourth third and one. SC had no timeouts left. All they had to do was just get a first down and fall down. The quarterback runs in for a touchdown in the same stadium in the Coliseum. It was. Um, it was Oh, I don't like your son. I'm not betting on Sun Devils anymore. The Sounds like you part, were chasing a little bit. You're chasing the second half. Oh, I was 100% chasing the second half. The best part was is I got the text 
that wasn't like a text like they screwed me. He sent me the text attached with the tweet, Chad, so I could read his tweet. So I just didn't want to have to explain myself again. I just said, like, you screwed me. Ah, that's so funny. <laughs> Hi, Polly. We're going right. with it. We're doing it. I, We're doing um, craptastic college bet. Oh, this is the best bet. This is the mortal lock of the week. Penn State plus 10 at Michigan. First of all, I don't even know how Michigan is a 10-point favorite against Penn State. Penn State lost the game against Ohio State. They should have never lost. That was a joke of a loss. They took it into next week to lose to Michigan State. They came back. They beat Penn State. And you know what? Iowa's a very, very underrated, very good team. And they were on a roll coming in. Penn State held them off. And now they got to go to Michigan. Um, and everybody's talking about Michigan might have the best defense um, in the nation, but they just really don't blow anybody out. I mean, I understand they beat Michigan State, but they don't score points. They don't have a good enough offense. Wisconsin's not good. Maryland's not good. Northwestern is not good. Nebraska is not good. SMU is not good. Western Michigan is not good. They have not played anybody with quality, and I'm getting 10 points with Penn State? <laughs> that, that is an absolute joke that that line is that high. Well, the the one thing that that neutralizes good defense is a running quarterback, and we've seen Trace McSorley in the second half of games really take over with his legs. And so you can be as good of a, a defense as you want, but it's hard to defend a quarterback that can do um, multiple things. I mean, we've seen even Alabama. Alabama's you know downfall at times on defense has been the dual threat quarterback. If you have if you do one thing well, they'll take it away. But if you have a quarterback that can do both, it's not every team has this issue that has a great defense. But um, I do think ten points is an awful lot here for Michigan, who. Uh, offensively, never really has been great under Harbaugh. Def- they really are good defensively. They're really no, they good. Are. But um, I think Penn State can score enough points to keep this game close. Are you ready? No, I can tell. I'm, we're not ready for this, but sure. Give me the Baker Mayfield plus eight against the Kansas City Chiefs at home. I knew Boom! It was coming. I knew it. Was coming. Knew it. Save the best for last. Is Nick Chubb going to get the ball 50 times? Because that's the only way they cover. 50 times. You got to take a – You got. it's a home dog at eight points. It's you got to so take I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Hugh, Hugh, how does Hugh Jackson keep his job away? His last, he's coached 40 he games for the Browns. He has the, three wins. Uh, the, the, the post-conferences that he does, too, are just mind-boggling. They're so arrogant. He's just he's so arrogant. Like, where do you get this arrogance from, Hugh? You, you got you're three, three and 37 as a head coach. Like, how, Where do you get the arrogance from, man? Guys, are you with me? He was good. He was a good player. We got a cha-ching. Are we I, in I generally, I try not to bet on Chiefs games, but... Um, That's right. That's right. You want to take, I, I sort of like it. Listen, there's like... If the two teams, like the Rams, Goff showed a little bit. He was off a tiny bit. Mahomes, they can't be perfect every week. Right. The worry that you have betting against these two teams, they can put up 21 points in like in three minutes. But I get it. It's in Cleveland. They should be able to put some pressure on him, you know, especially at home. I'm, I'm sure Williams will go after him. Uh, Baker Mayfield, good. they need to start scoring points. They And if they're ever going to do it, they should do it on this defense. At home, I guess. It should, it should be freezing, I would think, in Cleveland. Yeah, cold. I don't know if Pat Mahomes is going to be able to hold the ball. <laughs> Here we go, guys. We got a parlay. Are you ready? You want to hear it? Yes, maybe. New Orleans Saints plus one yes. against the Los Angeles Rams. Tennessee Titans plus six against Dallas. I love that pick. 
Washington Redskins minus one versus the Atlanta Falcons. They are in Washington. Tampa Bay plus seven versus the Carolina Panthers. Baltimore minus three against the Steelers. The LA Chargers on the road at Seattle. One point dogs. The LA Chargers plus one. Arizona Wildcats minus four. Pac-12 after dark Friday night versus the Colorado Buffaloes. Penn State Nittany Lions plus 10 against the anemic offense yet stellar defense of the Michigan Wolverines. The Cleveland Browns at home. Eight point underdogs versus the high flying Kansas City Chiefs. I don't mean to rub it in, Chad. Yeah. But the Charlotte 49ers beat Southern Miss plus the points, like I told Chad, like I told Jeff Schwartz they would. That's our Charlotte encore. Four. Yeah. Here's what I want people to do. Are you ready? As everybody knows, we're going to put $20 each on this 19 parlay. Yes. If you do the same, you will win $19,000. One time. Generally. Generally, $19,000, depending on the juice and whatever. The beauty of this, this has been our podcast, folks. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network. That is Paul LaDuca giggling away. That is Jeff Schwartz of the Action Network sighing away. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We are the favorites. Join me on Wednesday. When Scooch and I check out the markets, what are the wise guys doing? Why are the lines moving the way they're moving? Join us in the spring of 2019 for The Favorites, the musical premiering at the Nederlander Theater on Broadway. Until next time. <laughs>